Right, I'll be reading from one, from, sorry, from Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 18. And it starts, and it starts, And do not get drunk with wine, for this is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So there you saw in verse 20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And I'll be reading from verse, this verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There it is. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for this beautiful morning that I can be here. Thank you for the rest. Thank you for... Your, your kindness, your goodness, your grace, that I can be back in the pulpit this morning. Thank you for um, your good right hand over the church and taking care of them over the last two weeks. So we thank you, Father, for your mercies that are new every day. But help us now, Father, to, to focus on the message this morning and giving thanks always. Help us to examine our hearts to see if we are such a Christian in giving thanks, no matter what circumstance comes our way. Help me now, Father, to be clear and understood. Help me to be faithful and help me to preach in a way that, that grows us, that builds us up in Christ Jesus, but also rebukes us and exhorts us and, and trains us in righteousness. Father, I thank you now for these lovely two passages that remind us to, to give thanks always in Christ Jesus to you. Help me now, Father. Help us, help us all to listen. Pray in us this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Like I said, here we are in the middle of this virus. If we were here last year this time, and someone stood up and said, this is what the church is going to be like in a year's time, this is what the country is going to be like in a year's time, we probably would have just said, no ways. Maybe some of our hearts would have just sunk as well, thinking what would happen to us through the year. But here we are, by God's grace. But have you been thankful? Have you been giving thanks to God for His grace, for His mercy? And as Christians, do we find ourselves giving thanks to God always? Do we find ourselves only in the good times, giving thanks to God, to the blessings that come our way. Do we find ourselves maybe just boasting in that? Do we find ourselves also giving thanks in the bad times, in our adversaries? Do we ever thank God for not answering that prayer, for teaching us what He's trying to teach us through not answering that prayer? 
It's easy to give thanks, to have a thanksgiving heart when things are going well. But how are we doing as Christians through both the good time and the bad time? Now the dictionary defines thanksgiving as the act of giving thanks, an expression of thanks, an expression of gratitude. It's, it's all about being grateful for what we have. It's, it's gratitude. And I know there's Christian parents in the kitchen, there's some Christian parents here, and if you, if you have young children, and, and hopefully some of the parents will listen to this, so Christian parents, listen. One of the reasons why we teach our children to give thanks from a young age to us, when we give them something, or they ask for something and we give it to them, they should in return say, thanks mom, thanks dad, or thank the siblings, or thank granny and grandpa. But the reason why we do this, and I'll be serious, if they cannot give thanks to us as children, how they will give thanks? How will they give thanks to God who they do not see? That's why all these little things we teach our children, we're teaching for the future. Our parenting is for the future. Not to, yes, it's for today, but it, it's, hopefully it gets carried over into the future. And we're not asking for perfection. We're just asking that some of the things we've taught our children, they will take into their own families and work them through their marriages and parenting. We, we want to teach our children. We want to we teach each other. So parents, you might be saying, well, where's a good place to start? Well, it should start at the meal tables. When we sit down to have breakfast together or lunch together or supper together, where we say grace. Why do we say grace? We're saying grace to give thanks to our Father for His providence. The meal on the table is because God was willing to provide. There are times when He doesn't provide because of famine. Or maybe because of a loss of a job. But parents and all of us, we can start by giving thanks for our food that we're about to eat. Because Jesus taught us this. In John chapter 6, verse 11, Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. And he also gave thanks for the fish. Yes, we forget at times, but we should be giving thanks more than not. And Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Be thankful for the smallest thing to the biggest thing. And if we are being thankful, then we, we can allow the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts, because that will show through our thankfulness. It will reflect into the lives of our brothers and sisters in this community. Just reading around, I love what someone said. It is spiritually abnormal for Christians to be unthankful. It is spiritually abnormal for Christians to be unthankful. 
And I'm quite sure we've all crossed paths with people that we've lent them something or we've helped them out with something and they never said thank you. And I'm, I'm guaranteed we've commented on it as well. You know, I, I lent that to so-and-so, I hope so-and-so. And all he could have done was say, thank you. I didn't, didn't expect anything from him, but just a thank you. I'm telling you now, as Christians, we can make such a difference to this world that lacks love and is cold by being different in, in, in showing love, but also thanking people. And we do it to the honor and glory of God. If we choose not to give thanks always, then listen to what Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 27 says. We become futile in our thinking and our foolish hearts become darkened and we end up exchanging the truth for a lie which results in us worshipping the creature rather than the creator. So once we stop giving thanks to God, we're going, there's going to be a shift to no longer worshipping the creator God but worshipping the creature and we'll get caught up in sin and idolatry. And it's a process that moves slowly. It doesn't just happen overnight. And if we find ourselves not giving thanks always, then we probably remove Christ from the center of our lives, of our minds and our hearts. Like I said, which leads to sin and idolatry. So as a pastor this morning, all, all I'm here is to, to warn us, to encourage us, and to give us two helpful insights from verse 18 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 to help us to make sure we don't forget to give thanks always. And it's such a, it's such a simple thing. But yet we, me included, we forget. And it's not because we forget, you'll see why it is. So let's look at our first helpful insight to help us, to encourage us to always give thanks. And the first insight is the first part of that verse, verse 18, is, is to give thanks in all circumstances. That's what verse 18 is basically telling us. To give thanks in both the bad times and the good times. All circumstances. Favorable and unfavorable. And it's easy to give thanks in the favorable. But the unfavorable we seem to ignore. But we don't have a choice. If we had a choice, we would just give thanks for the good things. Isn't that what the unbeliever does? And for the bad things, grumble and complain. But God says in all things, in all things, give thanks. It's amazing when you look at, um, it just came to my mind, Philippians chapter 4. Um, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god thankfulness helps us fix our eyes back on the creator god this great god this good god who's in control of everything 
So we don't have a choice. We can't just pick and choose the things we want to give thanks for and the things we just don't need to give thanks for. Because we commanded, we've been told in Scripture that in all circumstances we must give thanks. And for the non-Christian, and we've all, we've all, I've walked that path as a non-Christian. And I know you can pick and choose as you please. And it's a natural thing not to give thanks always. And non-Christians are inclined not to give thanks for both the good and the bad. I never remember giving thanks for bad things. What, why do they deserve thanks? They're bad things. But it's, it's the good things that I only learned to give thanks. So it's been a process to change my mind. In all circumstances, give thanks. And like the non-believer, he welcomes the good things. But, but, but when the bad things come, well, there's always grumbling and complaining. And when the good things come, well, we find ourselves also giving credit to ourselves. I love it, like sport. Tennis tournament. There's a winner and there's a runner-up. The winner is always cheerful and thankful and, and yes, he might have an excuse or two and he always, again, brings glory to himself if he's a non-Christian and he will look for inner strength. But think of the runner-up. You ever hear the runner-up saying, I'm so thankful and grateful that I came second? No. There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. And we kind of like the runner-up. We're always excusing. And like I said, the problem of not giving thanks has nothing to do with us forgetting. It has to do with a spirit of ingratitude and unthankfulness that is in our fallen nature. And, and that happened with Jesus when Jesus was um, walking about and, and there were, were ten lepers that came up to him and Jesus healed them. He was on his way to Jerusalem and he was passing through the region of Galilee and Samaria. And as he passes through, like I said, ten lepers cried out to be healed. And all ten lepers experienced Christ's healing power. How many of them came back and gave thanks? One. And Jesus said that he was a Samaritan. Samaritan were at war in a racist way with the Jews. It was unnatural for a Samaritan to thank a Jewish healer. It was unnatural for a Samaritan to thank a Jew for anything. But he says the Samaritan came back. Gratitude brings this man back. Ingratitude causes the other nine to keep going in the opposite direction. Not because they forgot. Who's this Jewish man that came here and healed us? Well, they walked away. But I think sometimes we are like those nine. 
where we quick to ask God to help us in a prayer, help us in a situation, and when He does, we don't really give thanks. We kind of go around boasting and telling people, look what I did. Yes, I prayed to God, but look what I had to do. Well, thank God that He gave you the ability to do what you had to do. And it wasn't for His grace. You wouldn't have done anything. And His mercy. Like I said, it's not because we forget, but because of our spirit of ingratitude. Maybe you're sitting here this morning. Maybe you're sitting here thinking, wow, I'm not such a thankful person. Maybe you have a spirit of ingratitude. And maybe you have that because God has not saved you. And you need this miracle in your life. You need God to save you, to put in you a new heart so that He can put His Spirit in you and cultivate a new spirit and a heart of gratitude. Because when God saves us, His love is poured out into our hearts through the work of the Holy Spirit. And that is to help us cultivate a giving thanks always. None of this is easy. And it's not easy because we need God's help. God would not give us His Spirit and put His love in us if it were easy. It's a natural thing just to be proud and arrogant and keep doing your thing your own way and not being thankful and grateful. But God's grace and mercy, God's love and compassion for His people, He comes and He puts His Spirit in our hearts to help us to be thankful Christians. Through both the good times and the bad times. Through all circumstances. And you will find humble Christians will always be giving thanks in all circumstances. Not perfectly, but they will always be giving thanks. The reason is because they know God and they know His Word. And when you know God and you know His Word, you're in His Word and you see His attributes. His goodness, His kindness, His sovereignty, His wisdom, His love. And how He brings these unexpected and sudden shifts of events into our lives. And how He helps us through them. you just got to read the Old Testament. Look at Daniel in the lion's den. Look at Joseph in prison. How He patiently waited on God. And how He was thankful through giving God all the glory. Say, God put me here. God allowed this to happen for your good. And God has given us His Spirit for our good and His glory. And the most beautiful thing to remember is that when God is working in our lives, we can always go to Romans 8.28, that when He's working in our lives through bad things, we can always go and remember that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. We should be so grateful and thankful for that verse. And I'm quite sure a lot of you and a lot of us have been encouraged through that verse. And it's a truth. And it's an important truth that God is at work in all things for our good. That is in all our circumstances. No matter what you're going through now, if it's good or bad, God is working in there together for good 
to those who love him. And we should be thankful for his grace and his mercy. We should be giving thanks in everything. Because we know that in all things, good and bad, God is working for our good. But it's so easy to forget these things if, we, if we're not in the Scriptures daily, if we're not in the Bible, reading the Old Testament, looking at God's mercy and grace and, being, and, and seeing His goodness and thanking Him. The Psalms have got a lot of thanksgiving. The psalmist crying out, thanking God. Thanking God for the situation that they're in. When I think of um, when you have to write exams, I'll use myself. When I was at school, I hated exams. I found them hard. And I didn't enjoy them. Enjoy them. But the exams turn out for the good. They give us an education. If we work hard and study hard, there's good that follows. The same thing with God. Through pain and suffering, there's always good that follows. In exams, the good is getting a higher education and getting a job one day. Because you worked hard at your exams and you're studying. You've got good results and you can go study further and study for that job, that, that, that work that you wanted to do, that specific job. If you read the Gospels, you never see Jesus grumbling, complaining with what he saw, with all the false teaching. And the reason why he didn't see that is because he had a thankful heart. He had a heart of gratitude. Yes, there was times when he rebuked the Pharisees, but that was done in righteousness. His anger was in a righteous anger. This morning, did you wake up and thank God for something? I'm not trying to make us feel guilty. I'm just trying to ask ourselves, the question is, are we always giving thanks to God? And we need to encourage each other. Thank God for the air we breathe. Thank God for our health that we could come here this morning. Thank God that he's kept this virus away from us. And if we've had contact with people, he still has kept that virus away from us. Thank God that he spared you through the night. At the end of the day when you go to bed, thank God that he spared you through the day. Because we all know when we come into this world, our days are numbered. God brings us into this world and he takes us out. And we should be so grateful and thankful for life. Both physical life and eternal life. So will we cultivate a heart of giving thanks always in all circumstances? And Lord willing, we'll look at our second insight, helpful insight, Lord willing, next week. Will we be challenged to walk out those doors and start 
having a thankful, grateful attitude towards God and the things He has given us and the circumstances we find ourselves in. Will we be like this psalmist and enter into God's gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise to be thankful to Him and bless His name? Like I said, if you're, not, if you're unthankful, all you're doing is you're turning your back on God and telling Him He's not worthy of what's going on in your life. So let's go out this building and let's, let's, on a daily basis, let's magnify Christ Jesus through our lives with giving thanks always. Will it be easy? No. That's why we're here, to encourage each other and to help each other to finish this race with a thankful heart so that our Father can look at us and say, well done, my faithful servant. Well done. You're welcome in to the new heavens and new earth. Let us pray. Father, we look to you this morning and we start asking you to forgive us. I confess I don't always have a thankful heart. I confess the church does not always have a thankful heart. So forgive us. Be merciful to us. And Father, if there are people here that have a thankful heart always, I thank you for them. And may they teach us something. But help us, Father. Forgive us. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where we're just interested in self. But help us, Father. Help us to allow your Spirit to cultivate in our hearts a grateful, thankful heart. To get rid of that ingratitude that is there. But thank you, Father, that you always warn us and your word teaches us that we must be thankful for both the good and the, the, good and the bad times, for all, in all circumstances. So thank you, Father. Thank you for your kindness and your goodness. Be merciful to us. Help us to, to enter into your presence with a heart of thanksgiving. Help us to enter this church every Sunday with a heart of thanksgiving and give you praise and to be thankful and to bless your name as we come and worship. Father, thank you. Thank you for this morning. And I pray, Father, please, if it's your will, you'll keep this virus away from our doors so that we can come here and worship you in spirit and truth. We want to be here, not to make a statement. We want to be here because you've called us to come together as a body of believers to stimulate and encourage each other to love and good deeds. And we want to be here, Father, for that right reason, to honor you and glorify you. So have mercy upon us, Father. And I do pray that you'd be merciful to the doctors and the hospitals. They got busier. Give them the strength and the encouragement to endure. And those that know you, may they fix their eyes on you for, for strength and wisdom as they become faint-hearted or despondent. May they fix their eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of their faith, who endured a lot, so that we can have a thankful and grateful heart towards you, Father. Have mercy upon us. I pray in us this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, Amen.